0: Well, someone might object to that and say, how is that fair that the rich man, because of his response to God's word in life, has to spend the rest of his time in hell? And Lazarus, just because of a short time in life on earth with his reception of God's word, gets to be with God forever. How is that fair? But this rich man who dismissed God's word in life continues to dismiss it even in the torments of hell. No, Abraham, God's word is not enough. You see, you have to send someone back from the dead. You need a miracle, you need a proof, a sign. Then they will repent. But God says he is just. Now is the time that that word is given. And if God's word isn't enough, then nothing will be. And here's the main point. Not only is the way that we receive and treat God's word right now have an eternal impact, but it is only God's word only His Word that can give us what we need. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with rock solid hope in the country. October 20th, 2019, Luke 16 19 31. It's a startling fact that the USDA reports how much food is wasted by each person in America each day. They say that on average, it's one pound. Of food wasted per person per day so that all the the food served in restaurants cafeterias and homes throughout our country about a third of it just goes to waste kind of says a lot about our prosperity doesn't it we are in fact living in a very prosperous nation I was reminded of that when I was taking out the garbage in my first apartment never thought much about it before that, as I took out the trash and I would go to the dumpster across the parking lot. So I ran into one of my neighbors at the apartment who, who mentioned that he was surprised that he was able to bring out a whole bag of garbage like he could. See, where he had been living, as he was formerly living in a place of poverty in Russia, they seldom filled the whole garbage bag. But now they were filling one occasionally and regularly. Even our trash, even what we don't use, can say a lot about how much we have. And I would submit that you and I, whether we're on the top or bottom of the spectrum, live in a wealthy nation, enjoy wealth ourselves, and find our lives are surrounded with many comforts. But Jesus, this morning, reminds us and speaks to that as he points out that all that comfort in the end, all the things that bring us comfort will end up in the trash. Today, we continue that series on making a lasting impact. And we focus this morning on what will truly give us lasting, real comfort. And we see this morning just where that is found. As Scripture gives us real comfort, lasting comfort. Jesus here is speaking about two different people to illustrate his point. He tells this story, mentioning two people who had very different extremes of comfort in life. He says, "There was a certain there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and lived in luxury every day." Purple, of course, the the robe of the the wealthy in that time, and the their inner soft silken garments that he had speaks of a, a life of comfort. But more than that, this man not only enjoyed comforts in his life, but he lived a lavish lifestyle. It says, "lived in luxury every day." You can picture him feasting and celebrating at his house. He was living what most would consider in this world the good life. Never needing to work but simply enjoy life's comforts and a party and food and festival day after day. He was living the extreme example of comfort. And then Jesus presents another man who he names here, Lazarus. Apparently not the Lazarus that Jesus knew as a friend. He was a rather wealthy man, it would seem. But no, this man was a beggar. And not only that, it says he was laid at a place to beg. He was someone who was unable to even do anything on his own. And as if being invalid and being a beggar was bad enough, it says he was covered with sores. This man is the epitome of someone who is penniless, pain-filled, and friendless. Not only would no one bring him food from all the the scraps that were left over, you can imagine that rich man, if he was anything like someone in America today, had plenty of food left over. But not only did he have no friend to bring him food, but his only friends were the dogs that would lick his sores. He is the extreme example of the man who is without comfort in this life, at least by so many standards. But Jesus presents the bigger picture, doesn't he? Life is short. He says, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abram's side. Uh, This expression, to Abram's side, the the embrace of Abraham was the Jewish expression for heaven. Abraham, that father of faith, would welcome those who in faith followed him into glory to be at God's side. And you can imagine at Abraham's side, Lazarus, found a complete turnaround from the life he had known. You know, life is short. And the rich man, he says, also died. And sure, you can imagine with dignitaries and important people showing up for his funeral, he was buried. And it might have even appeared like he received a comfortable casket. But a dead man's casket is a dead man's casket. And it says, He was in hell, in torment. What Jesus is presenting here is the extreme and sudden turnaround which happens and can happen in this life. And what really matters is being emphasized. When someone looks at this picture, you might be mistaken and think, well, maybe that rich man, maybe he made it to hell because of his riches and he didn't deserve it because he was wealthy. No, hell was not something he deserved because of his lavish life and his riches. There are many wealthy people. In fact, Abraham, who received Lazarus, was a wealthy man in life. Many wealthy people will be in heaven. It's not because he was rich. Just as Lazarus, it's not because he suffered that he now finds comfort in heaven. No, see, what this rich man does, however, with his riches, reveals something about his heart and his attitude. God's word had spoken about using Worldly wealth, as we saw last week, to help the poor, to be concerned about others. This man, he had no concern, evidently. His use of his wealth in his life revealed a lot about his heart and his attitude towards the Word of God. See, God's Word had become something that he had dismissed, utterly dismissed in his life. And it was because of the comforts he had in life and the wealth he had Certainly, it can become a temptation for anyone. When you look at the comforts of this world and the the things that we have now, it can cause us to lose sight of what really matters in the end. For this rich man, it was having time to feast, to to go out to eat, time to make his tea time. All those things crowded out the importance of that, that voice, the word of God in his life. So that he not only began to dismiss it, but he utterly dismissed it. And to those who dismiss God and his word and his mercy will be shown no mercy. But to Lazarus, the extreme opposite, he was with Abraham, the father of faith, because Lazarus had faith in something bigger than what he was facing in his life. Lazarus knew that even though all things were horrible in his life, the pain, the poverty, the friendlessness, he knew God was his friend. He knew God was a God of mercy and had promised him something greater and that he would be at Abraham's side just as God promised. By faith in the word of God, Lazarus was with God. See, what Jesus is emphasizing here in this lesson up to this point is what you do with God's word right now has a lasting impact. I mean, just repeat that so it sinks in. This is, this is his point. What you do right now with God's word has eternal ramifications. Well, someone might object to that and say, how is that fair that the rich man, because of his response to God's word in life, has to spend the rest of his time in hell? And Lazarus, just because of a short time in life on earth with his reception of God's word, gets to be with God forever. How is that fair? Some would object to this. Well, that's what the rich man does. He objects. Father Abraham, I beg you, give me some relief here because I'm in agony. But Abraham points out, God is just. You had your time, Abraham says. You did not turn to your God. You did not repent. And now it is over. God's time for mercy and grace is done. In hell, there is no mercy. God is just. But Abraham, the rich man says, at least go and go to my brothers and tell them. Send Lazarus so that, that they might know. Abraham's response is very plain and clear. He says, let them listen to Moses and the prophets. But this rich man who dismissed God's word in life continues to dismiss it even in the torments of hell. No, Abraham, God's word is not enough. You see, you have to send someone back from the dead. You need a miracle. You need a proof, a sign. Then they will repent. And here's the main point. Not only is the way that we receive and treat God's word right now have an eternal impact, but it is only God's word, only his word that can give us what we need. So Abram says, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Maybe you and I might begin to think, is it fair that that God does this? That he allows our eternity to have an eternal impact based on what we do right now with his word? Do we hold to his word and his promises right now or not? And that will matter, that we will either be comforted for eternity, eternal pleasures at God's right hand, or thrown aside and apart from God, separate and remaining his enemy forever. But God says he is just. Now is the time that that word is given. And if God's word isn't enough, then nothing will be. Maybe we might think, well, if only I could just prove to my friend that God's word is true, If only I could just somehow have a miracle or a sign, then they would change. God says, no, my word. Use my word to bring that eternal impact. It is the word of God that cries out amidst all the prosperity and pleasures of this life and stands above everything else that has a lasting impact and alone God's word. And yes, maybe at times you and I might be tempted To begin to dismiss that word as we find the pleasures of this life and the ordinary, temporary things crowding out that word. We've seen how those who cling to those pleasures, like this rich man, if they begin to dismiss the word, eventually they dismiss God's mercy and everything he gives. But you and I know that no matter what is taken from us right now, we have what Lazarus had, the word of God. The promises of a God of mercy. Lazarus knew that God said and promised, Comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, to my son Lazarus. He's mentioned by name because his name is written in heaven. Comfort, says your God. Speak tenderly and proclaim that your sins have been forgiven. Hard service completed and paid for. And from the Lord's hand you've received double for all of your sin. That's the word of God that you and I, in desperate mercy, cling to. In fact, isn't it at times that when life is at its worst, when we face hardships and difficulties, pains, isn't that when we begin to realize there's only one comfort that will last? And isn't it during those difficult times that we turn to our God, like much like Lazarus, I'm sure, did every day? We need the promises of our God. We need his word. In this life, that's why our God tells you and I the same promises and truth. And you and I can say, along with the Apostle Paul, Praise be to the God of all comfort. Whether I lose my health, my strength, my friends, I know the God of all comfort comforts us with his mercy and his grace. And so, God tells you and I, you want to make a a lasting impact, you want to make a difference. Use his word. Moses and the prophets, the evangelists and the apostles. God says, let them hear. Let them hear how I am a God who sees their suffering and who lifts up the lowly. Let them hear how my son came to this world of darkness. and sin. Let them hear how my son faced everything that they deserved on his cross. Let them hear how he spoke to the for alone and lonely next to him on the cross and said, Today, though you're in agony, today you will be with me in paradise. Let them hear how the God of mercy came to deliver his people and bring them with him to be at his side with Abraham and Lazarus and all God's saints in glory. Let them hear his word because the word of God has a lasting, a real, comfort, and an eternal impact. Amen.